Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Pleasure Priority Podcast with me, Amber Taylor. This is the podcast all about how you can have the audacity to put yourself and your pleasure first, which ultimately shapes a life perfect for you. We discuss friends and family, career and money, oppression, healing, and mental health, current events, and historical ones too. Basically, all things life and pleasure and how you can create more of it authentically. I'm your host, Amber Taylor, and it's my pleasure to talk to you every week. Let's tune in. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I think I got a pretty good one for you today. So a couple weeks back, I created a reel and it went viral. A lot of people really resonated with it um, or felt completely attacked by it. Uh, A lot of the comments were like, this is so me, turn down the volume, this is way too loud, I feel attacked, you made this about me, this is so accurate, I've had this exact conversation word for word with my therapist, and so on and so forth. And so many people saw this, liked it, really resonated with it, Um, or so many people had a lot of questions about what um, what's going on here, what the dynamic is, and how how can we be different? How do we even begin to work on it if we want to? So um, I'll just share that audio that I used with y'all, um, but it is on my, it's pinned on my profile, at least it is right now at the time of recording. Um, and if you want to go see it, just, you know, go to my Instagram, but this is what was said and I just acted it out. Oh, and by the way, these are two characters from one of my favorite animes, My Hero Academia. So yes, anime and life coaching go together. But here you go. Do you care about your friends? Of course, all of them. Would you do anything for them? Name it and I'm there. What if they had a problem? Talk to me. Even if they were going through something really tough? Then they won't have to face it alone. What if it hurt them too much to talk about? As much as it hurts, it's only going to hurt more if you don't open up. Okay, good. Now this next part is really important. Lay it on me. What if you had a problem? Bottle it up. No, no. Push it all the way down. Don't be a burden. No, what you said. What you, what you just said before. My family and friends have enough to deal with. Back, Midoriya. Think back. Conceal. Don't feel. Do not let it go. Okay, let's just start from the top again. That's the audio that had everybody in their feels for how strongly this resonated, how they felt like they wanted to be there for everybody, but that they couldn't really allow anybody else to be there for them. So I got quite a few questions, quite a few comments on this post, and I saw a theme, a pattern, kind of the same ones, same things coming up and some interesting ones that I thought that I wanted to uh, bring on the podcast and answer for you in this way, just in case, you know, you don't want to scroll through hundreds of comments. Um, So without further ado, here we go. Uh, One person or a few people were saying that some people don't need to constantly share. And I thought that word choice was interesting. 
And I thought that word choice was interesting because nobody's saying that you have to constantly share. Nobody's saying that opening up means that you tell everybody all your business all the time. It's not about constantly sharing. It's about having the ability and the, it's about having the availability and the capacity to share. So that's two parts because one, um, having the availability to share. Do you have somebody you can talk to, someone that you trust, uh, that you have established this type of relationship where you can be vulnerable and open up? Do they have the capacity to take on your needs at this time? All that kind of stuff lies in with availability. And then secondly, we have capacity. And are you willing to open up and be vulnerable? Uh, do you have the nervous system capacity to actually allow a secure attachment style in which you um, allow yourself to be taken care of, to be heard, to receive love in that way? And so those two things are required. And it's also um, noticing where we have a high tendency to lean towards hyper-independence, where we think sharing and being vulnerable is unnecessary unless we're literally at our breaking point, that just having people that we can talk to and commune with and let things out when we're not boiling over is, you know, it's too much. It means you're weak or it means you're immature. It means you're too emotional or whatever, but really it just means that you are a human here on this human experience and we're communal beings. We need community. We need each other. We need other people. And it's not a problem to exercise that need. Okay, another person said, um, well, what about this? Because I've lost a close friend because of my depression. And just for this episode, uh, she used depression or she had depression, but it could literally be any other reason that you think that you can't be supported. So, and it's really not about that. It's not about... Um, your depression or whatever you have, it's it's about each individual person and where they're at in their own journeys and the capacity they have to support each other. So people get to self-select in and out of your life. They can see what you have going on and they can be either attracted to it or repelled by it. And that's not any hit to you. It's really just what people want in their life right now or not. Like at some time, some people really want the friend that's going to drag you out your house and go out to parties and be very social and do all the things. And like sometimes at a point in your life, you're no longer attracted to that. That doesn't mean that person's bad or anything. It just means that you don't want that in your life as much as you once did. So you self-select out. That's all that's going on here. And we can choose to blame a certain aspect like, oh, yep, it's, it's because of depression. It's because of this, or it's because I said this, it's because I opened up. But really there's so many 
other things and other reasons that go into it that you don't have to use that as um you don't have to blame yourself for having something about you as a reason to lose a friendship so you may not always agree with or even know the other person's reasons but both of you have the right to make any decision that you want to especially around who and how you spend your time um and it's not because of depression it's not because you decided to open up it's because that person decided to self-select out at that time and again we may never know the reasons why it could be because of what they had going on, what you had going on, what um, what they felt they had the capacity to support at that time or not. They could be anything, but you get to choose if you want to judge and blame yourself and never open up again. Uh, in my opinion, that just sounds like punishing yourself for existing. So there's also the option where you just allow yourself to give and receive the support that you need, no matter if the people or certain people in your past weren't able to reach your standard of support or weren't able to support you in the ways that you needed at the times that you did. That doesn't mean that it's over for you. It just means that your people are different. Okay. And another comment I got was, I want to, I really wanna share, but I've had years of keeping it in and I just don't know how. So with this, you're not gonna know how until you figure out how. And that takes trying and failing, allowing yourself to get this, um, to get it wrong before you figure out what right even is. Uh, so it's going to feel different and it's going to feel hard just because it's new. And your brain is always going to complain about new things because it's designed to fear ambiguity. It doesn't know how to protect itself from what it doesn't know is coming. So brain is always going to choose the devil it knows versus the devil it doesn't. But the thing about the devil it doesn't, it may not even be a devil in the first place. And that's where we need to gain our autonomy back and be the bosses of our own brains. Like it's okay to try things new. It's okay to do something different. It's okay to be scared, to have a little doubt and to do it anyway. We just have to create safety in ourselves, in our own nervous systems, so we have the availability to experience something new. And it's okay that it's hard. You're still capable of doing hard things. And then um, another comment that was kind of similar to that was, I'm unable to change. And this one is you can change as long as you have the desire to. If you don't want to change, cool, don't. Like this isn't me saying like there's a, a right way to live and a wrong way to live. No, this is me saying like if you want to live differently, if you want to live 
like how I'm living and my clients are living. Here's some advice, but you totally get to choose what you want to work on or not. And just because you may not be able to see the process or the journey doesn't mean that you can't get to the destination. Just start slow. Do not judge your process or your progress. Everybody is, it's, it's going to look different for everybody. Everybody has different things they need to learn, relearn, unlearn, different things they need to work on, different areas they feel stronger in and or not. And so everybody's path is going to be different. So judging yours is truly pointless because you're on the path that you need to be. And you can titrate the experience to the point um, where you're more comfortable doing it. And as you work on it, um, you're taking those baby steps. You can step bigger and bigger and bigger until you feel comfortable doing this and being vulnerable and opening up to others. Um, so an example of titrating this experience is starting with the past and working your way back up to the present. So for example, um, you can talk about something that you've been through previously and maybe how you've gotten over it or what you did to get through it or grow or learn or heal from it and just share that with somebody. So you're not necessarily attached to the emotions of that experience. It's not visceral for you um, and you're not in as vulnerable of a state because you you it's not like you don't know what to do you already you already did it um it's it's already done but you're just sharing what that process was like um and still is like for you with somebody else and just practicing the the muscle of sharing and being vulnerable and allowing yourself to be supported allowing yourself to receive care and support from somebody else and as you work on this you can um, like shorten that timeline. So instead of something that happened when you were younger or in high school or whatever, it's um, five years ago, two years ago, one year ago, a month ago, a week ago, yesterday, this happened today, this is going on and this is how I feel. And I'm scared for the future, or I don't know what to do next. You will find yourself being able to have these conversations progressively just by starting slow and allowing yourself to work up to the experience. If you want to change, you can. Okay, and then um, also similar to that, some people were talking about trust issues and um, people having past experiences or they don't really believe that the person actually wants to help or will be there when I need them to be there, or um, people will be there for you until you become a burden for them, and then the rug gets pulled up from under you, and you're left thinking, I'm too much, I'm just complaining, do they even see me differently now? And so for this, we don't want to use our past to dictate the future. Yes, these things have happened. These experiences are very real for you, but that does not mean that 
every experience will end up like that. And it does take a level of trust and faith that you will find someone or multiple people that you can count on that that, that can be there for you um, as long as you're open to it. Being betrayed or having your trust broken in the past is a very real thing, um, but that just requires you to have tighter boundaries. You have more information on what you're willing and not willing to tolerate. So that just means you can tighten up your boundaries around who you allow uh, into your life and into um, certain situations that you want to share things with. you don't have to share with everybody again. You get to choose. And you also want to be cognizant of a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're always thinking, I can't trust people, nobody's going to want to be there for me, nobody's going to um, actually show up when I need them to, or they're just going to be around until they get sick of me and then they're going to go away, you're going to attract exactly those people doing exactly those things. Like what you seek, seeks you. So again, be careful to not put out there that you can't trust anybody because if you, if you keep believing that you can't, then you won't. So um, you can even try bridging to, I'm learning how to trust people in the ways that support me. I'm working on finding confidants that really are impactful and supportive to my life or whatever is the wording for you. But even just doing that and slightly switching your mindset to one that's more available to what you want instead of what you don't want, you will automatically find more of what you want. And just to note that everybody is not going to be the person for this. Even the people that you want to be the person for this, maybe your significant other or close friend or a peer support or whatever, and you really want them to be this person for you, doesn't mean that they have the capacity to support you in the way that you want to be supported. But there's a difference in someone's capacity to support and your supportability and your worthiness of being supported. So everybody has a capacity to support support, and that capacity can fluctuate based on, you know, how their life is going, what they have going on, how their health is, what, how much free time they have, like all of that plays into their capacity to support you, but your, um, ability to be supported, you can't do anything to affect that. Your worthiness of being supported, you can't do anything to affect that. You are always worthy of being supported and you are always someone who can be supported. You are not too much. You're not just complaining. You're not um, too emotional or anything like that. Your problems are real problems and you still deserve support, but everybody does not have the capacity to support you in the ways that you need. And that's also um, something that you can help with yourself of knowing what you want, what you don't want, 
and being clear about how you feel comfortable sharing, how you feel comfortable and safe being vulnerable in these types of situations and creating the space for yourself that you create for others when you when you support them. There was another one that talked about everybody doesn't have access to support. And this one, I'm just going to simply call bullshit on because it's a very real thing that uh, privilege plays a lot into support, especially mental health support and care. However, when we're just talking about people being people and having other people in their lives that they can go to and share things with and be vulnerable and let them know what's going on in their lives and let them know when they're not feeling the strongest or they're not feeling the most confident or the best or whatever. That's just regular life. And with 8 billion people on this planet, with the access to internet, you can't tell me that there's nobody out there for you. You can't tell me that. There are so many options. There are so many resources. There are so many free and paid resources that if you are over here on Beyonce's internet, yes, it's not for everybody. Everybody doesn't have the same access. I am aware of that. But even for people who just have access to internet, which is a privilege in and of itself, in that you have access to support, there are options. They may not be your next door neighbor, but there are communities, there are systems, there are programs, there are people who all they want to do is help and hear you out and be there for you. There's access to support, but you have to be willing to seek it and accept it. Okay. And then um, some people were talking about how asking for support feels like playing the victim. Whew. And this one was loaded. So I think it's important to question why asking for support or asking for help or um, having the need to be vulnerable with somebody else has become synonymous with playing the victim and just complaining all the time um, and doing it on your own and pushing down your feelings is glorified. And it's not because one is better than the other, but because our society has shunned collaboration and community to the point where we blame ourselves for not having it all figured out all the time. Instead of looking towards the systems in place that actually have the potential to make things better and easier for people collectively. So honestly, thinking about this, why is it so good to be the one who 
is more logical than emotional or the one that um, did it all by themselves and didn't have help or the one that just sucked it up and got over it. Why? Why is it bad to be supported, to have help, to break down and let things out, to actually share what is wrong with the way things are done or handled sometimes instead of just, you know, taking it to the chin and moving forward. There's a time and place for one, but there's also a time and place for the other. And just because you ask for support doesn't mean you're a victim. Asking for support, asking for help is one of the bravest things that you can do. But I realize everybody doesn't agree with that. And some people are just convinced that there's a losing side, that there, that there is a victim, especially when they ask for help. But in that, if you want to look at that as a victim, I'd also say you can look at the other side as a victim. Being a victim to this capitalistic, patriarchal, white supremacist society where we really think that doing it by yourself, doing it out, doing it without feelings, um, not asking for help and support and doing all that is the right way, is the best way. Even when we know it's not good for our health, it leads to stress, depression, anxiety, burnout, um, other autoimmune disorders, all these different things can be traced back to this dynamic. So what if being susceptible, believing this dynamic, believing that you're not a victim if you do it all by yourself is in fact what makes you a victim? So I'll ask, if you're going to be the victim regardless, would you rather be the victim to admitting that you can't carry the world on your shoulders? or victim to burning out after subscribing to that capitalistic, patriarchal, white supremacist illusion that you can. Choice is yours. But anywho, um, a lot of people were saying that they really believe that they're a burden when they share, that their problems are just too much. And some people can't handle what they what they have to say, um, or they'll make their life worse with their problems, all that kind of stuff. Um, a couple things that I say about this is like, is this really true? Are the people that you care about and that care about you and that you confide in and they confide in you, do they really believe that you're a burden and that you make their life worse with what you have to say? And if it is true, that ain't your folks. Like, it's just, that ain't your folks. Your people are not going to be burdened by your existence. And if they are, they're not your people. But I do want to stress asking, is it true or not? Because sometimes we get this idea that we're a burden when we're really not. And when people don't think that we even are. Like, honestly, the people who want to help you, the people who want to care about you or who do care about you and want to show you that, you're pushing them away. 
and you're deeming them unqualified to give you support just because you think that you're a burden to them, but you don't even want to give them a chance. And you not giving them a chance is pushing them away in and of itself. This vulnerability is thing is a two-way street. And in order to be the person that people count on and rely on and you want to and and they want to be there, you also need to open up the traffic going the other way. Yeah. Okay. And then some people were talking about how um, this is because of their past or it's because of trauma. Um, Some people or one person even said uh, internalizing feelings shows growth and maturity, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. But um, it's true that you can behave this way or have this distrust because of your past or because of past traumas. And that is real and that is valid. And at the same time, you are still responsible for your own healing. Those people that hurt you are not going to come back and be like, yo, I am so sorry for all that shit I did. I genuinely apologize. I never meant to make you feel like that or make you believe that you are a burden or that you are alone. Like that conversation is not common, boo-boo. It's not. You need to figure out what you need to heal, what you need in your own journey. And you're not alone in it by any means, but you are responsible for leading the charge in your own life. It's your work to do. And you don't have to hide it. You don't have to push it down. Bottling up is not a sign of growth or maturity. All it means is that you, your shit's backed up and it's bound to overflow one day. But so that day doesn't come and it's just an explosion. You want to get the help you need beforehand. Finally, we had a comment, a few comments about people asking, isn't this normal? Like, isn't this regular? Isn't this what everybody does? And just because something is normal or has become normalized does not mean that it's right or it's right for us. An example that I used um, is uh, being an American citizen, gun violence in America. That shit is so fucking normal. We hear about it all the time, every day. Mass shootings don't even make the news oftentimes enough. We have more than we have days in the year. At this point, it's just a regular thing. And just because it's normalized does not mean it's normal or that it's okay or that it should be happening. So yeah, a lot of people are caught up in this dynamic A lot of people are behaving in this way, but you still get to decide if you want that to be your normal and you don't have to. A lot of people are doing it. A lot of people honestly even pride themselves in doing it, but that doesn't make it right. 
somebody was sharing, um, shared a comment like, what in the empath healer world is this? And it's true. So many people in the thread were empaths and healers and people who feel others, but feel like they can't be felt themselves. And literally over a million people saw this just on my page, not even counting the times it was like shared and remixed and like whatever. So many people saw this and agree with this. So just in that of itself, that means we're not alone in this feeling. For all the people that are like, I understand everybody else, but they can't understand me. There's entire thread of people right here that feels the exact same way. I guarantee you, somebody in there gets you. They get you like the back of their own hand. And since we're all feeling like this, then we're all automatically not alone in feeling like this. So it's not always a you problem. Sometimes it's a societal and structural one. And it's just noticing when that's happening, what beliefs you're subscribing to, and then deciding on purpose what you want to believe and how you want to move in the world. And of course, if you need help with that, it's totally my jam. Um, but there's quite a few comments of uh, support and solidarity. But what I wanted to call out is um, somebody who said that she used to act like this, but then she learned we all have our own lives and our own problems, and they deserve space and time to come to light and be resolved. And it's true. We all have our own shit. And all of it is worthy of support. So I'm going to leave y'all with that. If you have any other comments, questions, make sure you go to Spotify and just ask a question in the section, or you can um, comment on this post on my Instagram and I will get back to you. But thank you. Thank you so much for listening, my friends, and I'll see you back next week. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Pleasure Priority Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If it's your pleasure, check me out on Instagram at Amber Taylor Coaching and my website, www.ambertaylorcoaching.com for more on increasing your pleasure across all aspects of life. As always, make sure to follow the show and check back each week for a new episode. I'd also love it if you'd leave an honest rating and review. And if you'd share the show with anyone else you think would benefit. Much love. Talk soon, friends.